Welcome to the campfire, the only place where friends and strangers alike sit down and tell tales in truth or fiction in exchange of my blessing of their safe travels. Allow me to relight the fire while you relax and listen. Make your mind wander about the reality we live in. This story I'm about to tell you tonight is called The Man Who Followed Me Home from user Fluid Assignment 837. Sit back, relax, and fall asleep as you listen to our tales. I grew up in a rural part of Northern England but moved to London six years ago to live with my partner as she had got a job there. I didn't drive at the time, so I would take the bus to and from work and walk a short way back to our flat. The walk from the bus stop to home never took longer than 10 minutes and it was through a well-lit area lined with shops and restaurants. Up until this incident I never really had any issues. It was November so it was pretty much dark by the time I left work at 6pm. One Friday night after I had only been living in London a couple of months, one of my work colleagues asked if I wanted to go for a drink with her after work. I'm not a big drinker, but it was a Friday night, my partner was working late, and since I was fairly new in town and desperate to make friends, I agreed to go along for a couple. I took the bus with her straight from work to a pub close to her home. She lived basically the next suburb over from me so it was fairly close, but not an area I was particularly familiar with. I had two or three drinks so I was a little tipsy, but not drunk, not that it should matter. I decided to leave at around 10pm so as not to be traveling home too late at night, particularly along a route I didn't know. I said my goodbyes and left my colleague and her friends at the pub. On my way out I stopped to put my empty glass down on the bar. As I did so, I looked down the bar and made brief eye contact with a man sitting a little further down. The bus stop was maybe 200 yards down and across the street from the pub. You could see it from the entrance. I was about halfway to the stop when I got that prickling feeling on the back of my neck dot 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 like you get when someone is staring at you through a window or across a busy street. I turned to look behind me quickly and it didn't take me long to figure out what was giving me that feeling. It was the man I had glimpsed back at the pub, walking about 20 paces behind me, watching me carefully. I was a little weirded out but I reasoned with myself that it was a Friday night in London. There were a lot of people on the street, people heading home, people on nights out, people just milling around. So I put it down as perfectly innocent and just kept walking, trying hard not to look back. The man reached the stop only moments later and proceeded to hover a few feet away from me. I was on my phone and trying not to look at him, but I could feel his eyes on me. I looked up and caught him staring at me, expecting him to look away awkwardly as soon as he realized he had been caught looking dot dot dot. But he didn't. He just kept on staring. This was the first time I had got a proper look at him. He was a young man, couldn't have been much older than myself, quite slender and tall, with short shaved hair. He would have been good looking if not for the intensity of his staring. I must have been looking at him for longer than I thought because he then gave me a sly wink and I quickly looked away. It wasn't a nice kind of wink, the kind that might be considered cute or endearing. No, this was an unsmiling, almost threatening kind of wink. 
The kind that told me he was watching me, that he knew I knew that he was watching me, and that he didn't care. My bus eventually rolled up and I got on, quietly hoping that he wasn't getting the same bus as me. I wasn't so much afraid at this point, just uneasy. It isn't nice being intensely stared at by anyone, much less a complete stranger, but I was still under the assumption at this point that it was just some creepy dude who happened to be at the same bus stop as me. Nothing more than that. I sat down on the lower deck, close to the driver, and my heart sank a little to see the man get on just behind me. Fortunately, there was already someone sitting in the seat next to mine, so he had to sit across the aisle. But still, he stared at me, now with a strange little smirk on his lips that made me feel even more uncomfortable. I did my best to pretend that I simply hadn't noticed him, only allowing myself the occasional glance up at him to see if he was still watching me. From what I could tell, he didn't look away once. With each passing minute, I was becoming more and more afraid. Despite my best efforts to convince myself that this was all just an innocent misunderstanding on my part. At every stop, I was praying for him to get off for this to be his stop so I could relax and prove to myself I was just being paranoid. As the stops passed, I knew I was going to have to get off the bus soon dot 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 and I was fairly sure at this point that he was going to follow me. We were coming close to my usual stop when the bus took an unexpected turn onto a housing estate. I was so distracted by this guy staring at me and potentially following me that I had completely forgotten this was a different bus route to my usual one. In a normal situation, this would not have bothered me. But in my current situation, it was the absolute worst possible thing that could have happened. I was no longer on the well-lit street full of shops in an area I knew quite well. Now I was on a dark, quiet, completely unfamiliar estate. No people around, just rows of silent houses with the lights off. I realized I didn't actually know the route home from here, either. I knew I had to be close, but having only lived in the area for a couple of months, I hadn't had the chance to get to grips with all the shortcuts yet. I waited until the very last minute to ring the bell for the next stop and I jumped off very quickly. It was a long shot, but I hoped that the weird guy would be caught off guard and not get the chance to follow me. Suffice to say, that plan didn't work. And hind- Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sight, I should have just stayed on the bus until it reached the terminal and then maybe reported my concern to the driver. But at the time, I was a bit tipsy and scared and just wanted to go home. It was a dumb, spur-of-the-moment decision made out of panic. He hopped casually off the bus after me, and at this point, there was absolutely no doubt in my mind that he was following me. I decided to stay at the bus stop and to call someone, anyone to come and help me. But all my friends and family that I would usually call in a bad situation lived back home, hundreds of miles away. My partner was working nights and wasn't even allowed to have her phone on her person. I tried calling the girl who I had been out to the pub with to see if I could maybe double back to hers and stay at her house for the night. She wasn't answering her phone. I could call the police. But what if it turned out he wasn't following me? What if he realized I had called the police and attacked me? All the time I was desperately trying to get in touch with someone who might be able to help me in my current predicament. 
this guy was leaning casually against the bus stop, hands in his pockets, just watching me. Several minutes passed and I still had no better plan in mind than to just stay where I was. I certainly didn't want this guy knowing where I lived. These thoughts were all rushing through my mind at about a hundred miles per hour. And I damn near crapped myself when suddenly, he said, what's your name? I could do nothing but stare at him in surprise for a second or two that I forced myself to reply. Emmy, I lied. I figured I didn't want to piss him off at all, so I just answered with whatever name came into my head first. That horrible little smirk slid across his lips again. He was still leaning against the stop. Give me your number, Amy, he said, and he took out his phone. Let's be friends. This didn't sound like a request. There was a sharpness to his voice that made me shudder. No, thank you, I replied. His face dropped, the smirk disappeared, then reappeared as he seemed to compose himself. Where do you live? I'll walk with you, he said, a little more assertively this time. I'm okay, I'm staying at a friend's. He's actually coming to get me right now to take me back to his place. I lied again, desperate to come up with anything that would make him go away. He paused for a while, and I could practically hear the cogs turning as he tried to figure out whether I was lying. He watched me silently for a long moment, studying my face with a cold calculation. He must have decided that I was lying to him because he suddenly took a step towards me and through slightly gritted teeth as if I was really trying his patience. He repeated, give me your number. Startled at the sudden move towards me, I took several steps back. He continued to approach me. I panicked, turned, and tried to walk away from him, but he reached out and grabbed me by the wrist. I spun back round to face him, and now the only look on his face was one of complete anger. There's no need to be such a douche about this. He hissed. Fear had surged through me when he grabbed my arm, and his touch seemed to burn my skin like an open flame. It was repulsive, so much so that my body had an almost convulsive reaction to being touched by him. I managed to twist my arm out of his grip and I heard a voice in the back of my mind telling me, you need to get away right now. Run, and I did run. I turned and ran as fast as my legs would carry me back the way the bus had brought me. I didn't even fully know where I was going but I knew I had to get myself as far away from this person as possible. I made the mistake of looking over my shoulder once to see him now running after me, only a few feet behind. His eyes were wide and angry. The fear and adrenaline kept me going, longer and faster than I'd probably ever run before. Just as I reached the end of the road, I saw what I needed, and I instantly burst into tears of relief. Two police officers were walking toward me along the other side of the street. I made a beeline for them, now also yelling for help. By the time I reached them, I was a sobbing, breathless mess. I could hardly speak to tell them what had happened. I managed to splutter a few choice words and turned to point toward my pursuer. By now, he was almost back at the other end of the street. He had simply turned around and walked calmly back towards the bus stop like he was out for a nice evening stroll. I was worried the police officers were just going to think I was some crazy drunk girl. But they could see I was clearly very shaken and one of them ran off after the guy. The man had, by now, disappeared around the corner at the other end of the street, followed shortly after by the police officer. And that was the last I saw of him. The officer who went after the guy radioed his partner a few minutes later to say he had lost him once they reached the main street but he would keep looking. The officer who had stayed with me took a description from me and I made a report about what had happened. I told the officer I didn't fully know my way home from where I was, so she walked with me back to my front door. I was shaking the whole way, 
When I got into my room, I lay in bed crying until I fell asleep. I never heard anything else about it after that. There is no doubt in my mind that if he had caught me that night, he would have harmed me. I believe he was out looking for someone to target. I believe he clocked me the moment we made eye contact in the pub. If given the chance, he would have followed me all the way back to my front door in the hope that I would, at some point, be alone in a secluded enough area for him to grab me. Everything about his demeanor and the way he spoke to me just screamed that this was a man who was just predatory. And the way he was able to go from being furiously angry enough to chase me down the street to immediately regaining his composure and walking away like nothing had happened in order to evade being caught is just absolutely terrifying. I'll remember his face for a very long time, and I would not be surprised if it comes up on the news at some point in the future. So, to the creepy stranger who thinks it is acceptable to do this kind of thing, let's not meet again. Now, that was the end of my tale. I hope you enjoyed yourself, listening while escaping the world you live in. That is all for today. Safe travels, and a blessed day. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.